I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 18 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about the importance of a constitutional foundation. Well, I'm back. Yes, it's been a while. I've been on a bit of a hiatus as I've gone through some employment transitions over the last few weeks, most significantly jettisoning a part-time job. That means I'm completely self-employed now, and I'm really excited to be back in the chair with the time to do this show on a regular basis. Now, I have to admit, this whole self-employment thing is simultaneously thrilling and horrifying. But hey, you can help ease my trepidation by heading over to my website, michaelmeharry.com, and purchasing one of my books. Or you can just send cash. That would be great. But in all seriousness, I'm really excited about the transition. It means you will be seeing more content on my website, and it also means a return to a weekly podcast, not bi-weekly or every month or whatever I've been doing in the last uh, little bit. Well, there have been a couple of big issues in the news over the last month or so that have reinforced my belief that most Americans don't give a rip about the Constitution. Oh, sure, they'll scream about constitutionality when it fits their particular agenda. But if it doesn't, constitutional fidelity flies right out the window. This was painfully obvious during the great Kentucky County clerk gay marriage license debate. If anybody wonders about my general antipathy toward government, that circus illustrates vividly the reason why. On one side, gay marriage advocates cheered and declared victory when nine politically connected lawyers imposed their definition of marriage on every jurisdiction within a 3,794,101 square mile territory. On the other hand, gay marriage opponents have spent decades fighting to ensure politically connected lawyers and elected officials impose their definition of marriage on every person within a 3,794,101 square mile territory. Neither side really gives a second thought to the intended structure of the American constitutional system. Oh, they use it to their advantage, but they don't care about what the Constitution really has to say or what it really means. At the height of the debate, somebody asked me what I thought the Founding Fathers would have to say about the violation of Kim Davis's religious freedom. I told him I think they would be baffled that this ever became a federal issue in the first place. 
You see, the founders envisioned a decentralized system with the federal government exercising very little control. The founding generation couldn't have imagined a federal judge defining marriage within a state. As James Madison put it, quote, the powers reserved to the states will extend to all objects which in the ordinary course of affairs concern the lives, liberties, and properties of the people. Clearly, marriage falls into the category of things or objects that belong within the purview of the states. But over the last 100 years, Americans have utterly obliterated their own political system. And then we have the Planned Parenthood funding-defunding debacle. Here's yet another perfect example of two opposing sides of an issue working together to shred the Constitution. The Constitution does not delegate any power to the federal government to fund an organization like Planned Parenthood. Nor does it authorize funding for women's health programs in general. To quote James Madison when he was confronted with the idea of providing federal aid to French refugees, quote, I cannot undertake to lay my finger on the article of the Constitution which granted a right to Congress of expending on objects of benevolence the money of their constituents. End quote. Now, I can hear some of you yelling at your computer right now. The General Welfare Clause does, you dolt! Well, the father of the Constitution respectfully disagrees with you. I'll provide a link on the show notes page for this episode at michaelmeharry.com with an in-depth explanation of the General Welfare Clause. Simply put, funding Planned Parenthood is unconstitutional, and so is the Republican plan to redirect that funding to other women's health programs. You see, both the Republicans and the Democrats who are fighting so fiercely really fall on the same side of the equation when it comes to constitutional fidelity. Neither one of them really cares. Now, here's the thing. When I make these constitutional arguments, they are almost always met with shrugs and blank stares. Nobody cares. In fact, some people will actually tell me, well, that's just not the way it is anymore. So really, why does it even matter? Well, it matters because if you don't have an absolute standard to turn to, the entire system falls apart. America was founded on the idea that politicians and so-called leaders are bound by the rule of law. Without faithful adherence to the Constitution, there is no non-arbitrary way to decide what is right and what is wrong. Everything just devolves into a mess of utilitarian rationales. And that's where we are today. There is no standard. There is no foundation. There's mostly just a bunch of loud argument. Now, I'm a journalist, so math isn't exactly my strong point. When I took algebra in high school, I struggled because I often made careless addition or subtraction mistakes. Even when I worked through the formulas correctly, I came up with the wrong answer. Addition and subtraction are the foundation to algebra. If you get that wrong, the whole thing falls apart. That's where we are in America today. We've eroded our constitutional foundation away. We are no longer a constitutional republic. We are a people ruled by an oligarchy of politically connected lawyers employed by the federal court system. In a letter to Henry Lee, James Madison perfectly articulated why we must adhere to the original meaning of the Constitution. 
Quote, I entirely concur in the propriety of resorting to the sense in which the Constitution was accepted and ratified by the nation. In that sense alone, it is the legitimate Constitution. And if that be not the guide in expounding it, there can be no security for a consistent and stable more than for a faithful exercise of its powers. If the meaning of the text be sought in the changeable meaning of the words composing it, it is evident that the shape and attributes of the government must partake of the changes to which the words and phrases of all living languages are constantly subject. What a metamorphosis would be produced in the code of law if all its ancient phraseology were to be taken in the modern sense. End quote. There is only one way to have a stable, just government. Follow the Constitution, every issue, every time, no exceptions, no excuses. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from a Hairy Head. I really appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed it, please do me a favor and spread the word about the podcast. Share the link. Do all of those good things that tell people that I'm out here. And also, feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.mahari at 10th Center.com. And please, subscribe to the podcast over at iTunes. Thank you so much for listening.